0: Well, I tell you what—you didn't know this, Rowan, yeah. until I told you. It's Men's Mental Health Week. Oh, I did not know that. No, and it's—it's it's interesting that we don't know that. So, and then I've got a couple of guests about to introduce now who might give us a bit of an insight because uh, it's typical men not looking after themselves basically and uh well these guys have got the adaptability movement uh, and uh, they've got a little program as well called the modern day man i'm going to find out more about it but daniel kirk and ben Haran both played 100 games uh sandville footy gone elk, south adelaide and magpies don't think i've forgotten that uh, <laughs> benny um boys welcome um first of all how did this actually come about and how did you two get
1: together well, I guess where do we start? Um, so we were both originally sports scientists um, by trade. So, um, we met, um, and created a sports science business. So, strength and conditioning, um, did a lot of that working with professional, uh, and amateur athletes. So, um, trying to help people, you know, improve physically as much as they can. Uh, we met through a mutual friend, um, who, who linked us up. And then, uh, basically from there we, we went. Uh, into more of the mind- mindset space of sports science um, because um, that's, a, I guess, an area that we both liked um, a fair bit more. Um, you know, we've spent 10 plus years in gyms and mm. you know, there's only a f- certain amount of ways you can tell someone how to lift a weight. <laughs> yeah. um, so we kind of uh, uh, explored the the mindset side of sport a lot more. Um, and then, you know, the, all the things with COVID and gyms got shut down. So we basically went full on into the, into the mindset stuff, moved out of, just sports performance, and then moved it into just you know everyday performance. So um, and that's where the adaptability was uh, movement was born out of, um, yeah. and basically yeah, it's come from there. And, and Daniel yourself, your your story. I mean, played footy but got a, a really
0: bad ankle injury and the like. Um, did that help you to go? Well, this is how for me, I needed to repair myself first, yeah. both physically, mentally, yeah. uh, and then that helps with obviously putting this this program together?
2: Absolutely. I think Ben and I both spent probably most of our 20s. Oh, jump over here. Sorry, Kirk, you Kirk you just go on the other oh, microphone, here. buddy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah both, both Ben and I probably spent most of our 20s, obviously before we'd met each other, um, heavily investing in personal development work anyway. So I think there was a lot of priming stuff which um, prepared me as well as you can be prepared for a career-ending injury, which, you know, mm. six operations and a permanent disability. So, um, yeah, but it was massively transformative as well. It was, it was something where... Um, you know, you you go through a variety of emotions from grief to sadness to loss to, you know, probably one of the biggest ones was just that. Um, that sense of identity, like who yes. are you? Like I, I probably rejected the the traditional footballer sort of stereotype. I started pretty late anyway, so I didn't I didn't feel like growing up with footy that always kind of fit that that model per se. Um, but when you get to a point but when, when it was finished, yeah, but when you finished and, yeah. and people have sort of known you as being this strong, powerful, athletic footballer, and that's that's gone. I can't walk without pain. Mm. You know, I can't I can't jump, I can't run, and you start to sort of question your self worth and, and what's left. So mm. um, yeah, that was, that was a big big moment for me in terms of I spent two years kind of working through all of that before I even found a way back into sport again through para-athletics, yeah.
3: (laughs) Well done. The adaptability movement, the modern day man, you give us tools to help men adapt and thrive in
2: a modern life. What is the modern day man? Modern day man, I I would say, is something which is beyond kind of that traditional stoic kind of grind, get through, you know, um, solely sort of there to to serve his family or to serve himself. There's probably a dichotomy there, isn't there? So um, I would say the modern day man is, is versatile, he's adaptive, you know, someone that sees an opportunity in a changing world. Um and someone that is willing to invest and develop themselves to be able to show up in all areas of life to be able to be there for their partner for their kids you know for their family that kind of stuff.
3: I, I I'd say the old fashioned man is um less sensitive than the modern man is that a fair point? Yeah, and definitely. That, and that's what you work on. You work on the emotions.
1: Yeah, I think well, it, it never used to be. Acceptable to, or not acceptable, but accepted to, to show your emotions as a man. Like you, you you're, you're strong Not let powerful. her cry. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Whereas now yes. it's, it's, it's changed a lot and, you know, vulnerability is a massive thing these days and, and you create a lot more connection with people through vulnerability. So that's something that we really focus on is how can we mm. help create more connections, you know, be vulnerable at times, um, and, and help to develop yourself so that you're not having to be that, you know, hard outer shell tough man that you can actually you know open up and and share stuff about yourself that's not not to say you can't have that it's just to say that there's you know there's roles for you in different areas mm. of life
2: you get out of footy field you might want that
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah there's
2: going to be areas in life where you want to show up as strong mm. and powerful but mm. there's going to be areas where you want to be strong but you want to be nurturing and loving mm. and, and you know connected as well
0: because one of the great criticisms uh, of men is they don't communicate very well so I've noticed one of the points here is how the Communicate more effectively with the people around you, and that's talking about the people around the different environments. It's yep. work, it's home, it's it's your your sport, your hobby, isn't Correct. it? Yeah.
1: yeah, and I mean, we like we had a great story of this. Um, a guy that we were working with, um, one of his mates texted him one day and said, uh, "You're being a, a pretty crappy mate," like, and he's like, "Oh, where's that come from?" And he's basically said that. Um, what his mate's expectation of what a good friend is and what his expectation of a good friend is were two completely different things. So, right. a lot of it comes down to expectations. So, whether it's with your mates or with your partner or with your friends or, um, you know... People you work with, like setting expectations as to what you want, you know, how you um, respond to feedback, how you um, show love and care, and those types of things is really important these days.
3: Yeah, the first mistake
1: was
0: he sent a text. Never (laughs) get
3: going down the pub and eyeballing him over a
0: beer. So, is that that part of what you talk about? Because that's that's a great point with Rowey is that some people can. Not actually have that hard conversation. Mm. That difficult one. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And look, we have a workshop which is on, um, the six key, um, you know uh, steps to you know effective communication. and so we go through all that sort of stuff. So exactly what you're saying. So if, you, if you've got an um, important conversation, you want to prioritize that with a face-to-face. So mm. you might use a text message to set that up. Uh, but yeah. you're probably not going to go yeah. in with you know the yeah. full message in that mm. text message and risk yeah. of being miscommunicated. Correct. So there's a whole you know yeah. um, caveat in terms of like you know a package of things and the way that you communicate effectively. Uh, this stat here that
0: uh, you provided, 8.6 Australians die from suicide every day. Seventy-five percent of those are men. Yeah. Now, that talks about what we've just spoken about—the inability to, be able to in com- it. communicate yeah. it, yeah. Uh, how you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and yeah. the like—and the, I suppose the 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 shutting down is yeah. is what blokes yeah. tend to do, yeah. don't they, when they're, they're totally going through trouble?
2: Yeah. Mm. So let me pose a question to you guys: How many times have you, um, you know, you've got? A married couple, with friends, you've gone out with the the male, the the husband, and you know, partner's gone out with the wife, and you've come back home. and The wife's asked you, "Did Tommy tell you about you know how he's uh, just lost his job? Did he tell you about how mm. you know young daughter's been having some you know, anxiety condition, that sort of stuff, right?" And you're like, "No, nah, no. Nah. Well, what did you talk about? The oh, you know, they're bright, the footy, right? Mm. So there's there's a lack of depth, it's, it's shallowness mm. to the conversations that we're having, and it's like we're withholding that from ourselves, mm. like we're actually cutting ourselves off fr- from that." ability to really connect mm. with someone and to really feel like we can trust that when, mm. when things are tough. So I, I think fundamentally that is an underlying kind of reason why, you know, mm. the men there is some exploring it. We don't think that it's mm. on the table until you start to have those conversations. And Ben's done that with his own mates.
3: Well, know? come out on my boat, catch some whining, have a couple of buckets of Aperol and yep. it just all flows out. Yep. The Truth syrup. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, the thing yeah. like
1: Dan mentioned then I've started You start do with it without
3: mate. the Aperol. Yeah. You basically, get it out of yeah. us without the Aperol. So,
1: so like it, with my mates I've now set up a uh, we started as monthly. Now it's gone to to quarterly, where we have a what we call lads chat, which is where we all come together. You know, we sit in a room. Um, you know, no phones, no screens, no nothing around that. It, and it's all about having deeper conversations. So we wow. we all write a question on a piece of paper. You know, put it in the middle. We uh, we take it in turns in reading it out and answering it if we if we if we feel comfortable with it. It's, it's yeah. about creating a space where men uh, and my mates uh, feel like they can have conversations around you know more deeper stuff like Dan mentioned before that where we are talking about the issues that are going on yeah. in our lives, in our relationships, in our work life, that type of thing. And it's not just the, the high-level stuff that you, you yeah. get to. Because a lot of my mates, I see, you know, um, once every couple of weeks or once every couple of months if I'm lucky. So, you never really get into those deep conversations and you never actually get down to how they're feeling. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned the stat around the suicide, but that doesn't mention anything around the number of people that are living... In this, this yeah. space where they feel yeah. like they're stuck and they feel like they have Ooh. no one to talk to or they feel like that they have no option around, you know, where to go from here and they just Ooh. don't know what to do. Yeah. So, um, well,
3: I need more deep conversations after this conversation. <laughs> yes, so. yes, you do. You need to write me some yeah. letters and I need to write them back to you. Stop <laughs> it's texting. It's a lost start though, isn't it? Well, yeah. well, it, it is. Right. Well, it's a conversation point. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. So, um, how do businesses and clubs get hold of you or individuals that need to?
1: Um, so you can head to our website, um, the Adaptability Movement dot world, um, or yeah, or you can hit us up at info at the Adaptability Movement dot world as well. So yeah, as you mentioned, we we, we do a lot of work with um, sports clubs around you know similar topics, um, but are also around adaptability and how we can become more adaptable. So it's not that whole thing around you know the whole thing about being resilient. The last couple of years have been told you know you've just got to be more <laughs> yeah, resilient, yeah, you've yeah. got to hold on, all this sort of stuff. Whereas adaptability is that concept of what, how can you create more from the situation that you're in mm. so how can you actually find opportunities no matter if it's you know, a good situation a bad situation or you know an okay situation that you can st- keep moving towards something and you're not just trying to hold on and hang on to the edge of the cliff yeah because I, I like resilience um,
3: our club motto is Fortis in Priscilla which is strength and adversity mm-hmm. we're all going to come into a life of adversity and we have to show some resilience so you're 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 just more this adaptability movement i'm, I'm hearing it's still all of that but it's how you do it
2: yeah I so mean, you
3: can say you want to be resilient yeah, but but how not
2: yeah. So, like, I would say you've, you've got this spectrum. You start up resilience and resilience is keeping you in the game. It's getting back up off the, off the canvas, right? How many times do you want to get hit before you move to something else though? Yeah. yeah. Then you've got perseverance and perseverance, right? I've got a goal. I'm moving towards something, but it's like it's a steam train. And when you, you meet a, you know, a, a brick wall, that's it. You're done. Mm. So then adaptability is that the moment when you rapidly shift out of both of those mindsets and you go, well, where's the possibility? Where's the hope? Where's yeah. the enthusiasm? Yeah. Where's the optimism? And, and let's go. So you're not, you're not drawing on this finite capacity of oh, I've got to get through. I've got to hold on. Mm. Maybe You're that's actually, my problem. I've been too resilient. I too right agree, I need to adapt. Get that out of the puddle. Adapt, Get out <laughs> of the <laughs> puddle.
0: I love it. Hey, Lewis, <laughs> thanks very much for coming in. And, and, well done. And talking about this, it's a, it's a very important subject. Um, I can tell you from a, uh, a Port Adelaide point of view, we've had uh, nine guys that I played with. Um, whether it be juniors, reserves or league, that unfortunately have taken their own life. And yeah. uh, the more conversations we have like this, it just keeps opening the door for people to go, hey, I, I need help. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And the minute we can jump onto stuff like this, it's really important because I know since we've opened that door as a past players group, we've had some people come forward and it's been very beneficial yeah. that we could get that help. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and that's where we've got most of our work with teams and organisations is, is, is there's those that are aspiring towards something, but there's those that are going, we never want this to happen again. Yes. And so what's it going to take for us to move to a place where mm. there's, you know, greater connection, you know, more contentment within this group mm. and people who actually feel they can trust? Because mm. it's your team, right? Yeah. Like mm. outside of your family, like what? Where are you going to feel closer and safer Correct. to people in your life? So mm. if you can't talk there, where can you talk? Yeah. Yeah,
0: keep up the great work, Ben. Well done. Well done, fellas. Ben Haran and Daniel Kirk doing outstanding work with the Adaptability Movement and the program The Modern Day Man.